Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast. You're a shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and today I'm joined by Corporate Natalie, who you probably know from laughing at her latest TikTok or Instagram that pokes fun at corporate workplaces. But what you might not know is that behind the humor is an incredibly hardworking and strategic businesswoman who's managing her new fame, a growing side hustle, and a full-time job she genuinely loves. Get ready to learn about growing a brand, what people get wrong about influencers, and what's next for Natalie. And now, this is the Career Contessa podcast. After experiencing the utter bleakness of 2020's work from home life, Natalie couldn't help but take to TikTok to poke fun at the current state of corporate America. And it turns out people needed it too. Natalie, also known as Corporate Natalie, has now amassed hundreds of thousands of followers, launched a collaboration, and created a very lucrative side hustle all while keeping her full-time job. Natalie, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. So let's start with your background and what motivated you to create Corporate Natalie, which is, in case people don't know, it's the name of your brand. And if they want to find you on pretty much any social media channel, it's Corporate Natalie, (laughs) even though you are a person outside of Corporate Natalie. Yes. It's kind of weird having this like online persona. Like, of course, I... I like we'll probably get into today. I do have a full-time job and I think keeping some things personal is good. Yeah. It's always funny. Like I did a red carpet this weekend and they're like, what, who's corporate Natalie? What, what is it? Is your first name corporate? I'm like, oh uh, no, my parents <laughs> would really hate me if I was the case. But um, yes, so I am corporate Natalie today and in most aspects of my life these days. But yeah, I, I got started in 2020. I've always been into comedy and I've always been an extremely like hard worker and into, not into corporate America, but just like very you know, that was, that was always You're passionate about corporate America. <laughs> I just, I just love working a nine to five. Yeah. Now. <laughs> but I've always just been like driven to, you know, get a good job out of college and, you know, business school. Just that's always been kind it's of like the checking the boxes. You're like, this is checking the, the boxes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, I'm a total box checker. That's a good way to put it. So I think in, and I've always also been into comedy as like my side kind of creative thing. So when you know, COVID happened, I started using TikTok and I went, the, the second I actually downloaded the app as a user, I actually created some TikToks. I was like, well, this seems easy enough. Made a couple TikToks in like October of 2020. And now it's grown to this huge thing. I have like, you know, 700,000 followers across platforms from Instagram and TikTok. And it's just been crazy. So 
yes, that is, it, it was a, it was a quick kind of ramp up and here we are now. And it's, it's crazy. So was this like, it sounds like it wasn't like overly pre-planned. It wasn't like you spent months, you know, jotting down, like I'm going to be corporate Natalie. This is my angle. This is what I want to do. It was just sort of like a quick thing. Like I'm going to create these TikToks and okay. What's my username, corporate Natalie. The username switch actually happened later after I got like 10,000 followers. I realized, which I think I've talked about on other podcasts of really discovering your niche for, you know, for me, it's corporate humor. And that's allowed me to grow on TikTok because people come to my page and they know what they're getting, right? They're getting corporate jokes. They're getting these things. So it's funny when I start to do like dating or get ready with me, people are like, what is going on? Like the random, you know, man in Cincinnati who likes me for the nine to five content is like, I don't want to see her do a fashion haul. (laughs) I don't care. You know, so it's just like, it's It's very humbling, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's fun. I'm just, you know, if I if I wanted to be just Natalie, no chance. No, I I must be corporate Natalie at this point. But yeah, it was all fast. And then I searched the username. And then I got the Instagram. And it just it all went from there. But yes, it's really discovering that that corporate humor was sort of undiscovered at that point. Now there's a ton of creators doing it, which is awesome. But I think I was kind of not to say like a pioneer, but I was one of the first movers in that space of making fun of this work from home life we were in, like you said in your intro. Mm -hmm. So how did going viral, and I'm going to use the word viral as sort of this like overarching term, because I feel like, and I know you've been doing this for a couple of years, but I do feel like that is a quick rise to TikTok fame and and like growing your followers and really cool collaborations. Like there are people who work years to build side hustles that, you know, so how did going viral or becoming this big, you know, TikTok influencer really change your life? It's totally changed my life in ways that I cannot even fathom. I mean, this weekend, like I just mentioned, I went to LA and I got invited to the Super Bowl by one of my brand partners, Sofi. I was able to, they invited me to their one of their suites, which was awesome. I was able to go to a Revolve party and meet all these un, unbelievable people. And like in, in the suite at this game or at these events, I'm next to people who I, my whole life, have just been like, oh my God, Jason Drulo, like, you know, actual actors, actual like, you know, singer, songwriters, people who I view as true famous celebrities, you know, and it's, it's crazy that the world is changing now to where someone who's a TikToker or a content creator is viewed honestly at the same level. And it's super exciting. And I think there's still like kind of a stigma around it, which we can get into. I'm of course sitting next to like the main actor, Austin, I think it's, is it Skylar Austin and Pitch Perfect was in my suite. I don't know, the main guy in Pitch Perfect. I'm like freaking out, starstruck. I'm like, oh my God, what's what's going on? Like, this is an actual famous person, like freaking out, just having a normal conversation, eating a hot dog, you know? Yeah. But it's, um, <laughs> It's interesting that, you know, content creation and content creators are viewed kind of at that same level because there is this influence in this whole world. And I think especially for me, this very niche kind of corporate side of it, which I think for me opens a lot of doors in terms of like, I'm at these big events and the people who recognize me are the people running the event, the people who work at Cameo yeah. when I go to the Cameo party. Like, it's just, it's, it's interesting. I'm honored and flattered whenever anyone. Like people you know, who work in corporate me. are like, I absolutely know who you are. And then like maybe totally. movie stars like, who are you? <laughs> Actual movies. Yeah. They're like, get off this carpet right now. I don't want you here. Yeah. No, yeah. but it's, it's great. But it's totally changed my life getting recognized in public. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like I, I never thought that this would happen. And that wasn't my intention of making videos. I was going to say, when you know? started, I, I do feel like that's maybe a mistake people make is they start, they start things with the intention of like the outcome that they want. Like I want to be famous. I want to make X amount of dollars. And it sounds like you kind of started this and then things came with it, but it wasn't like your intention when you started was to end up in the, the Super Bowl sweet box. <laughs> no, not at all. And I mean, <laughs> 
I think my whole life, I like to say I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. Like I've from age six, I was, you know, selling friendship bracelets, selling candy to my friends. I was always semi-permanent car wash in my parents' front yard. They absolutely, you know, they, they love me for that. Yeah. Um, and like I started a jewelry business in college that actually like was selling jewelry to, you know, people nationwide. And like, I, I've always been into starting my own thing. And I always thought I would do that. And when I made videos on TikTok, I never thought that that would be a business, right? I just right. thought like, this is funny and a creative outlet. And it turns out like it's become an actual business, which is exciting to see. And I think something that people, you know, I viewed content creation earlier. Like I have friends in this, in this world and I've always viewed it as like, oh, you, you know, you do dances on TikTok. Okay. You know, yeah. you, cool. But it's, it is like really, really one hard work and two, it, it is, you know, it, there is money to be had doing this as a, as a side hustle. And I think a lot of people are realizing that. Yeah. I think that's when people started to take it seriously when they are like, totally like, reports started coming about out about how much money they were making. Then people were like, Oh, that like yes, we should pay attention to a TikTok influencer, a YouTube influencer, etc. Online shopping isn't slowing down anytime soon. Is your business ready to keep up the pace? With ShipStation, you'll never worry about shipping again. Make the switch to a solution that handles all of your shipping needs quickly, affordably, and painlessly. ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 e-commerce sellers. With ShipStation, you can automate just about any shipping task with just a few clicks. My favorite thing about ShipStation is that it allows you to easily find the best carrier with deeply discounted rates. Plus, you can save time by funneling all of your orders into one simple interface, no matter where you're selling. Manage every order, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website from anywhere, even your phone. No more headaches from dealing with returns and return tracking. ShipStation makes it easy. Save money when you compare carrier options and choose the best shipping solution every time. And ShipStation works with every carrier, so you can always find the best fit for you. With ShipStation, you know that your orders are handled and that you're getting the best rates. Make shipping the easy part of having an online store. You have bigger ideas to think about. No wonder 98% of companies that use ShipStation for a year keep using it for as long as they're in business. It's that good. Ship more in less time with ShipStation. Use our offer code CONTESSA to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type CONTESSA. ShipStation. Make ship happen. From Dear Media and Rom-Com Pods comes a scripted podcast so outrageously inappropriate, we can't believe they let us put it on the air meet my best friend Allie. Like, gross, close best. Hello? Wait, are you peeing? Everyone loves a messy bitch. And Allie's life was about to get a whole lot messier. Maybe 2022 is going to be my year. Yeah, 2022 is definitely not going to be her year. Allie's going to bone, marry, and bury three different people. Get it? Bone, marry, bury? Like, fuck, marry, kill? I just wanted to say that, but it didn't clear legal. Ready to play? Introducing Bone, Mary, Barry, starring Sarah Hyland, Harvey Guillen, and Tommy Martinez. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this. Bone, Mary, Barry is brought to you by Sakara, Modern Fertility, Blue Land, and Roderm. 
What about, I mean, you kind of mentioned like, I couldn't believe I was in the box. I mean, is imposter syndrome something you have to manage in this space? Because the feeling of like, it happened quickly. Like, do I really deserve this? Why me? Is it going to go away? And then just also to your point, you were like, I don't, I sometimes I have this feeling like I'm just a TikTok influencer and this person's like a musician or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Totally. I mean, it's sort of like, what am I, you know, when I meet, am I, I, I'm not a comedian because I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying that because I've, I've met actual stand-up comedians who actually put their pride on the line, get up and could, could face an audience who boos them or doesn't like their, like I, if I, if I don't get views on a video, who cares? That's almost less shame tied to that. Right. So I, I feel like I can almost not even say comedian saying content creator, you know, feels again, like I said, a little stigmatized. It's sort of like, what am I, you know? So imposter syndrome is definitely a thing. I think I, you know, this, this whole time, I mean, even after I came back from this crazy weekend that I just explained, like, I was, I was so emotional. I was like, I was so grateful. I was, I was crying to my roommates. I'm like, I just had the best weekend of my life. Why am I crying? I'm like, I'm so thankful that I was able to do this. Like, I cannot believe someone like me who made a couple jokes on the internet is like invited to this and included in this. And it's, it's truly like, I think the gratitude is something I never want to let go of. I think that's so important and keeps me motivated and grounded and I don't know, but this weekend was just a huge, like, I don't know when this podcast is being released, but uh, it was just a huge eye-opening thing of like, I am so grateful to be included in this for sure. Yeah. Well, it's sort of a, a feeling of you made it kind of in a way that feel, you know, yeah. people, people look back over their careers and they'll ask them like, you know, were there a couple moments or something like that, that you were like, okay, yeah, this is real or this thing is happening. And this will be one of those for you. I, I think that's, I remember once we were listed on, uh, or someone mentioned us on good morning America and it literally broke our site. And it's like, I have this like vivid memory of like, st- you know, and these, this weekend will obviously stick with you <laughs> forever. Totally. Um, totally. Okay. So tell us about the process for creating content. How much of it is inspired by your real life in corporate versus to your point, I'm just, you know, corporate America is so easy to make fun of and there's so many good stereotypes. So how much is like actually inspired by your corporate life versus maybe just the stereotypes of corporate in in general? So I think the process for creating content, one, I, I think it's important to be a user of TikTok and be able to see trends and be active on what's going on. I think that helps with staying relevant and being able to hop on something and make some slight corporate twist to it. I think people, a lot of followers are always like, how are you not fired? How does your boss not know? It's like, of course my team knows, like, this is all a joke. My bio says all content is fictional. Like, you know, I'm not like literally ripping apart my coworkers word for word. Like Bruce is a fictional character. Like, I just want to clear, clear the air, you know? So like, I think I was in more of a traditional corporate environment outside of when I first graduated from college. And now I'm in more of like a collaborative, creative kind of space. So it's welcomed with open arms. The process for creating content. I mean, do you want to talk about like the brand partnerships or just more like how well, am I inspired? I, I think, I mean, I'd like to talk about all that because I'm thinking a lot of people are, you know, they want to do what you're doing. And I think one of the interesting things is that you shared that you made over half a million dollars with corporate Natalie last year. And so I want to talk about kind of what are those revenue streams and maybe you can break down like what they are. And then maybe you can tie that into the content creation because not everything is branded. So you're obviously, as you point out, following trends. And so maybe we can talk about both of those things at the same time. Definitely. So at the beginning, it's of course, I mean, I I, I find myself a creative person. Like I want to say anyone can do this, but of course, like you need to, for me, it's my humor. Like I, I am, I am the, in my friend group, the funny one, you know, I've always been like humorous and funny. And I, I think that's a core part of my identity. So 
it's it's not like I'm trying to do something that's totally not myself, you know? So it's just when I have a bit in mind, it's like maybe even a bit that I've done with my coworkers or done with, said to my roommates that I just turn into a quick video. So I think the the creation process and the staying relevant is just helpful of like, it, it is the person I am. You know, I am corporate Natalie at the end of the day. Yeah. I think you don't have the, to work um, too hard at it because it's very authentic to who you are. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I think the process of the revenue streams, and I, I know you mentioned, I mean, I think for me, one thing I want to make very clear for me that I'm able to see this type of money is because I am not represented. I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. I've, of course, been like reached out to. And I, I think that's great for people who are maybe younger or starting off or who just need the help or don't know how to navigate this world. I think for me, it's really like not to be like everything is about money, but I find it hard when I'm negotiating deals in my day-to-day life with my full-time job. I can negotiate a deal on behalf of myself with a brand to do yeah. a deal. You know, So I... So I, there's no percentage going to anyone but me. So I just want to make that clear of like, I'm able to see higher returns because 100% of it is me. I do have a virtual assistant who's super helpful, who has really stepped up and helped with more of the administrative side of it. But I sort of do everything end to end from, from the beginning of, you know, negotiating. I send what, what I, what I've made as a media kit. And, and I'm just, this is all because I am a businesswoman. And so I'm able to throw together a beautiful deck and send it to people who are like, awesome media kit. You know, I'm like, cool. I just like Google search what a media kit was and made it a little bit better. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, and so things like this along the way of, and just being what I've learned through this process is just being so sure of yourself. And just, I think this is such an unexplored territory. There's no standardization of you have X amount of followers, so you'll get X amount for a deal. It's yeah. like, well, there's so many variables, you know, my media kit includes like bundled rates. So it's like, you know, I've, I've worked in sales before, like, you know, here's a bundled package of a TikTok post reposted Instagram with a two frame IG story. Here's a bundled package for, you know, something a little bit more with exclusivity. And then I have the CEO package that's three videos reposted with three stories. And, you know, that's like a a very large amount of money. So it's like, which, you know, how, which one do you want? And whatever I send these packages and that they're like, oh no, we're just looking for TikTok or whatever. Then I send like itemized rates. So there's, you know, there's, there's steps in between, but I think I created these packages and I think a lot of people love that. It's like the manager package, director package, CEO it's package. It's so on brand it, too. I think this is a like really so good lesson brand. to anyone listening who's like in marketing or branding. Like don't stop with it. Like let the branding and the marketing keep going, whether it's your media kit, your obviously your product and you know, I... Yeah. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere and at your own pace. You can learn how to effectively and authentically communicate with Robin Roberts, improve your negotiation skills from Chris Voss, or learn about self-made entrepreneurship from Sarah Blakely. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. Chris Voss was a great guest on the Queer Contessa podcast, so I decided to take his masterclass on the art of negotiation. It did not disappoint. In the class, he teaches you how to implement his field-tested strategies to help you in everyday negotiations, whether it's a salary negotiation or the service you receive. I thought the classes were really engaging. Plus, I like that he had example lessons where he showed you how to put his tips and tricks into practice by doing exercises with real-life people. I especially liked his lessons on labeling and mirroring. Those were two actionable negotiation tactics that I had not heard of before watching his masterclass. It was also really easy to access all of the material on my laptop. I was able to explore lessons in any order across my phone, tablet, and computer, or just listen with audio mode. Lessons are approximately 10 to 15 minutes in length, 
so they fit easily into your everyday schedule. In addition to the video lessons, Masterclass classes provide you with downloadable lesson recaps and supplemental materials. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass, and as a Queer Contessa listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash Contessa now. That's masterclass.com slash Contessa for 15% off Masterclass. So it sounds to me like your corporate job has actually helped you a lot in your side hustle job, which is fantastic. Yes. Well, of course, like being, you know, I make decks all the time. I'm, yeah. you know, talking to people all the time. I think, and the, the humor itself is, of course, from the nuances of corporate America. So yeah. yes, but more so I meant like corporate Natalie has helped in my full-time job. Like I'm able to, I'm now moving into more of a creative marketing role in my full-time job when traditionally I was, I'm in like IT and doing something totally different. So I think it's cool that it's open doors even. And I, I've got, I got a promotion even like it's, it's crazy to even think about. And I'm moving into a different role and hoping to kind of, you know, help blend the two. Of course, I'm never going to disclose where I work or like talk yeah. about that openly, but just, you know, really, really sell myself even internally to my company, sell myself to these advertisers. Like it's just, it's all the same kind of concept of really faking it till you make it, I think is like a huge part of what I talk about all the time. Yeah. I mean, I really like your point about believe in yourself, be confident. It is like 90% of it is just coming across like, you know, what you're, you're doing. I feel yeah. like it's like no one totally. really knows what they're doing, but like, you know, so take that into account as well. Um, and you know, I, I think it's a good point about a lot of times people think that, oh, there's a specific way of doing this. And if I don't know how to do it, then it's like, no, like just throw it out there and see if it sticks and be creative and almost like courageous a little bit with trying that new stuff. Totally. So I read somewhere recently, I forget the number, but it was like, the percentage of people who want to quote unquote grow up and become influencers. And it was crazy high. And you know, there's like, I know it's, it's, I mean, I just, I mean, I'm from the generation of like when blogs were first starting to come out. And so influencer wasn't even the term. And then, you know, bloggers, I think basically became influencers because blogging sounded like too small or something. I don't know. So yeah, influencer is definitely now a term. And I'm curious, you know, I don't think people actually realize you already mentioned this, how much work really goes into it. What's something that people think is true, but is a myth in the profession for you? I I mentioned this before, but that it is truly hard work and that there is a lot of, you know, hate that comes with this when you're on a platform and you have all these eyes on you. I mean, my content is specifically like, super clean. I'm not trying to like make fun of anyone particularly. I'm not trying to do anything like inappropriate. You're in a pretty safe zone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a pretty safe zone. It would seem, but like there are still, you know, I think I'm a very confident person and it it makes me scared when like a 13 year old on their iPhone is like, I want to be famous on TikTok. It's like, what comes with that is scrutiny. What comes with that is hate comments about my body, my weight, the way I look, my voice, everything. And it's just something that I have to deal with and I've learned to deal with and that I'm okay with because I know that the content I'm making is not malicious. The content I'm making is, you know, if you don't think my joke is funny, that's totally fine. You know, do you have to comment about it? Maybe not, but it's okay. And that's, that comes with this world. And I think that's a fear that I have for everyone trying to put content out on the flip side. I think TikTok is an open community that allows micro creators or people who just make a video. It allows it to go viral. The algorithm allows for anyone who's anywhere. If they make a good video, that can go viral. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, you don't have to be an A-list celebrity to get eyes on you. And so I think anyone can be become someone. I, I became someone and I was no one, you know, so I think there is beauty in that, but it is kind of a double-edged sword. 
So most of this is brands coming to you and saying, okay, our product is a coffee cup and we want you to find some creative way to promote it. And you send them your media kit and it has your rates for here's how much it is for me to is is how is that set up? Is it like here's how much it is for me to make a TikTok video that's X amount of seconds long versus a reel if they want both? How how do you kind of consider that? I mean, because half a million dollars is a lot of money to make in a year on something that's a side hustle. And so there's real money in this. I think that you obviously have a niche that you can say, Hey, there's people who are looking at this who have disposable income. So that's always something that you can say to advertisers that will make them (laughs) even more eager to work Mm -hmm. with you. I want to make sure like this, this half a million number isn't, I just want to clarify sort of how this is happening. And yes, there's a brand deal. There's a lot of other things. So I just want to like clarify if you want to get into that yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. We, I think the most important thing of this interview is like, let's clarify what's real and what, you know, the highlight reel is that's shown on in Instagram or TikTok about influencers mm-hmm. and, and becoming a TikTok star for sure. Totally. So my revenue streams, of course, like TikTok and Instagram brand partnerships are a huge thing. I'm also on Cameo. So I monetize through that. I also do business cameos where I will make a video for a business or a group like the marketing team. I'll have to shout out from Corbin Alley. There's a little bit more because it's going to like multiple people. I also do talks. I do Q&As. I do Q&As with social media departments learning to how, to how to grow their brand. I'm an advisor to two early stage companies and I have equity in those companies and I actually advise them on social media strategies. There's a lot of things that I do that I'm really, really grinding to make this money and do this. And I want that to be clear. Like I'm just not, I'm not like, making one quick video and that's all, you know, I do a lot of strategy work with creators. I'm a writer for a couple creators on TikTok. I basically, I do weekly trend reports and I write actual comedic bits for them to post. So I I do a lot of things behind the scenes that allow me to monetize and do these, do the things that I do. So I just want to be clear that like, this is very hard work. There's of course, like making videos and monetizing that way. I also think I'm in a super niche position. Like I I think that I'm able to ask more of brands because there's no one else they can go to. You know, there are of course like I can name other big names of, you know, corporate creators. Rod is one of my really good friends. Corporate bro is another one of my really good friends. Laura, she's in Canada. She's hilarious. Like Jenna, there's a bunch of like, there are a lot of amazing people, but I think I have a very unique style that I'm able to leverage and and sell and get these like higher rates that I mentioned earlier. So I don't want to say that everyone can do this and everyone should be charging these rates if you have the followers I I have, because I don't have a ton of followers, but I have ads that get a lot of views on the For You page and things like that. So it's a whole, it's a lot that goes into it. And I just want to clarify, like you don't, you don't just jump into this and monetize and learn how to do this. Like you, you have to really grind and do a lot of things and wear a lot of hats and, I think the era of the side hustle allows for that. You know, everyone wants to make side income and I totally support that. I freaking love the side hustle, but it requires, you know, figuring out what you want to do, doing a lot of things and and then it all comes together in the end. And also I just want to be clear, taxes too. Like, yeah, let's, I know. It's not this, I'm not walking away with this cash. Don't like, forget right? that half of it pretty much yeah. goes to the government. Yeah. It's, so let's just say, there's a lot clear. of influencers yeah. who will talk about like their first year doing taxes and how it just, either they didn't set enough aside or they sort of <laughs> did the math wrong, but it's like everyone learns that lesson. So it's, it's a rude awakening. The earlier you can like have that lesson too is better. Like once you start making more and more, you're like, I hope you learned that lesson when it was like a thousand bucks, not when it was like, you know, a million dollars. And there's always a creator who's like, well, you know, I know it, it came later and I regret that. 
Claire is an innovative new e-commerce paint startup that takes the hassle out of paint shopping with a streamlined selection of designer curated colors, peel and stick swatches, and premium paint and supplies delivered straight to your door. Claire is a black woman owned business run by interior designer Nicole Gibbons. Nicole saw that the traditional paint shopping experience was outdated and full of hassle, so she decided to create a better brand and a whole new experience that's easier, faster, and more convenient and more inspiring. Claire also offers ultra-premium paint that's healthier for your home and the environment. With an interior designer at the helm, Claire brings an expert point of view on color and design, which sets the brand apart from other paint companies. Unlike traditional paint brands, which overwhelm you with thousands of colors, Claire focuses on fewer, better colors, expertly curated through an interior designer's lens. If you need a little help choosing a paint color, you can try Claire Color Genius, a fun two-minute quiz that's like having an interior designer help you choose a paint color. You answer a few easy questions about your space and your style, and Claire delivers a personalized paint color recommendation for you. What's also great about Claire is that the brand offers better paint formulations that are zero VOC, Green Guard Gold certified for better indoor air quality and meets the most stringent chemical emissions hazards. Claire is also formulated without toxic air contaminants, hazardous air pollutants, and EPA chemicals of concern, so it's paint you can feel good about using in your home. With Claire, you can find everything you need to choose paint color and tackle your paint project with confidence without leaving your home. From the products to inspiration, tips, and tutorials, it's literally a one-stop shop. Visit Claire at www.claire.com Contessa to get started. And use code Contessa to receive $5 off your first gallon of paint. That's www.clare.com Contessa with code Contessa for $5 off. So I want to talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously you've chosen to keep your full-time career. Is that something, I mean, I, I love the side hustle and it's interesting because I also, people will ask us for career advice and I'm like, when it comes to like career transitions. And I think side hustles are a really great opportunity. If you want to make a career transition, you, it's amazing today. You can kind of do anything you want and then you could leverage that into another career opportunity. So I'm all about the side hustles. You have a full-time career plus a side hustle. And that is also fairly common. Sometimes I almost feel like there's this pressure on people that if you do anything outside of work, you have to monetize it, you know, versus back in the day, people used to just have like hobbies or things they did for fun. What are your thoughts on sort of the full-time job plus the side hustles is something that you foresee being able to keep going for a long time? I mean, I'm sure everyone always asks you like kind of what's next, what's next. And maybe you're like, I'm just happy where I'm at right now, but just curious what, what is sort of your long-term vision for corporate Natalie, if you could have it go exactly the way you want? Yes. So I think I'm, I'm working on figuring out what are my core competencies that I can't outsource. Filming the video, editing the video, mm-hmm. I think are two things that I absolutely need part of. Obviously doing cameos, things like that, like doing Q&As, I need to be a part of that. But what are things that I can outsource to my assistant? I have an, a social media intern as well. I'm trying to grow the team a little bit to have just a little more help on the back end of doing the administrative stuff, uploading the video, captions, whatever you, you want to call it. So I'm trying to figure out things that I can outsource that and, and really let go a little bit. It's just hard when your name is so tied to the brand to to let I mean anyone in business feels the same way. But for me, it's just it's so tied that I'm I'm just struggling to to let go, honestly. Because yeah. I've been doing the whole thing myself for for you know a couple of years now. But 
I think the full-time job is, like I mentioned, it's opened up a couple of doors. So I'm excited to, you know, try that and, you know, see that through. I think it's the side hustle has become, you know, a bit of a main hustle. And I think for me, just emotionally and mental health wise, it's, it's too much right now. It's a lot. And I'm in a place where I need just, I need a little bit of a break. Like I I called my assistant. I was like, I don't want to do any more deals until April. Like I just need a break. It's too much. So I've, I'm reaching a bit of a point where I need to have kind of a life the tipping point. thing. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I think like going to this event, doing this podcast, doing things that require my time during the week. And, you know, it, it's just, it's just becoming a little bit bigger than I had anticipated. And I need to really reassess that. I think I just want to make clear too, like I, while my personal life will absolutely struggle, like I will never let my full-time job slip. Like I am so thankful to be employed. I am so thankful to have benefits and be a part of an amazing company. And that is not something I'm like, I, I want to lose truly. Like I'm, I'm so blessed to be, to have that and to have the trust from my team to do something like corporate Natalie on the side. So I do work extremely hard. Like, it's not like I'm slacking off being the coworkers I depict in my videos. Like that would never fly. Like I'm very output driven and I do a lot for my, my company and my team. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm at, I think I'm at a little bit of a point where I need to need to reassess a bit, but we'll see. Yeah. I was, that was going to be one of my last questions is how do you manage burnout from content creation, especially when you are the face. So you have to be on. And a lot of creators I think have um, spoken out about this more than I remember people speaking about. And there were even some, I think it was some major TikTok, uh, not TikTok, uh, YouTube personalities who basically said like, I'm closing it. I just can't do this anymore. I mean, how and, and I'm sure, you know, this is always a work in progress, but how do you try to manage the burnout from the content creation? And also maybe just having to dabble between the two worlds, like being two different personas at two different times, it probably feels a bit overwhelming. Yeah, I think, I think it is overwhelming. I mean, I'm trying to do like, this is a film day. This is a no film day, you know, block those times. I also think I'm, like I said, back to the confidence thing. I don't care if I look horrible and have no makeup on and throw up a video like everyone knows what I look like at this point like I I am who I am so there's no like a lot of people have a lot of like makeup and glam that needs to happen before doing videos I'm glad I don't have that element like thank god but then yeah in terms of balancing it it is hard I think my goal for my goal for my business truly is to not be the face of it to have my business operate without me in it doing these things like advising other creators advising brands advising companies being more of like a consultant and doing like helping other people do that like i never had the intention of being famous i don't i don't think i have the personality to be famous i mean i could i absolutely could but like it's exhausting like i don't want to you know i it's why i don't even say my last name like i like to keep my personal life private and so i think the bigger you get you you lose a little bit of control over that and that to me it does scare me so i would like to have a fully operating business and not have to make videos and be the face of it. And so yeah. I, I'm still figuring out, you know, the the end long-term goal. I'm a big goal setter, a big futurist. I like looking ahead. So still figuring that out. But yeah, I just want that to be clear. Like I'm not dying to be the face of it and have the fame and everything that recognition and everything that comes with it. I like being more of a background team player. So we'll see, we'll see how that plays I out. I think you are wise beyond your years. Cause I think there are so many people who are, infl- you know, it just snowballs, especially when you become famous so quickly, like two years is really not that long in the internet space, I guess. And I think there are so many people where it, 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 it kind of moves faster than they can kind of keep up. And so they just keep going with it. And so I think it's incredible that you have the foresight to kind of be like, 
all right, I see where this could go. That's not what I want. And so I need to really take a step back and reassess and sort of be the one who's proactively directing my career versus just constantly reacting. And I, I'm sure it's hard when brands and other, you know, opportunities are coming your way. And it's like, I should say yes to all of these things and figure it out later. And it's like, yeah, but there's a great book called Essentialism. And he talks all about focus. And I always love that book because it's incredible how, when you have a really clear focus, it also helps you make those decisions. But I feel like what they don't talk about in essentialism is, well, what happens when you're having the biggest moment of your career and everything is coming at you? And you're like, if I say no to this, what happens? Like, you know, I don't want to close any doors and windows. And so there's that weird, irrational fear that can happen of almost like FOMO for yourself. You're like, I don't want to miss out on anything because what if it becomes this thing or that thing, you know? Like, what if you had it in 2020, just put up a video really quickly? Sometimes not overthinking it can also be the key. So I I think that's, I mean, you're in a really interesting place in your career, but also corporate Natalie is bringing, I mean, people love it. And to your point, the guy in corporate who's like, I don't want your fashion advice. I want your corporate advice. I I think that, you know, congrats to you for fulfilling a need that people need right now, which is we always joke when uh, they ask me at the podcast, like, what's the mood of people at work? I'm like, I think nobody wants to work right now. Like everyone just hates work and it's good to have a little light in the tunnel until we, you know, get out on the other end of this. Natalie, where can, I mean, last pieces of advice for people who want, who, who are thinking about how can I grow my TikTok or my Instagram, like best pieces of advice for them? Yeah, I think just personal branding. It doesn't even have to be TikTok or Instagram. Just know what you're good at, know what you like to do, and you know, put some content out there and start, you know, showing people the side of you that you that you like or that you're good at, your skill, whatever it is. I think it's such a cool time where people are doing awesome things. And so I just recommend if you have that video in your drafts and you're afraid to press post, just post it. You know, it'll, it, you never know where a video can take you. Where can people find me? Well, first, I don't know if you're doing video content for this, but I'm wearing my Lulu Simon merch collab. Let's circle back. The glasses are my logo. <laughs> you want that? If there's no video, you can just edit that out. Um, and you can find me at Corporate Natalie on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm Corp Natalie on Twitter, which is a very new platform. It's kind of touch and go. You don't have to follow me on there. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing everything about TikTok and TikTok fame and good luck. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review. Your reviews help our show so much. If you want to learn more about Corporate Natalie and her collaboration of very cute loungewear, check out our show notes for all the links.